Hello and welcome to the Jordan High School 2004 podcast. I'm Gonzo. And this is Steve. And today we thought we'd do a little bit, something a little bit different. Even though it's only our second episode, um, we thought we'd talk a little bit about the goal of the podcast and then we'd put ourselves through the interview questions so you can get to know what we've learned in the last 20 years and how we've learned it. We're really excited to, to get this started. We're grateful for our first guest last week and really looking forward to oh, anything. Yeah. And also, so we'll add a new segment called Fun Stories. And if you have a fun story and you want to send it to us, we'll put them in at the end of the episodes. So Rafi sent us a fun story, like a fun memory that she had, and we'll drop that in at the end of this episode today. So that'll be... That's a good teaser to keep people listening to the end. <laughs> Don't fast forward. Don't fast forward. <laughs> but before we start, Steve, how you been? You know, I've been, uh, I've been pretty good. We've had quite a lot going on in the last 20 years. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, I was, ex- I was excited to, like, do this podcast. First, I like, I listen to a ton of podcasts, but it was really nice to reach out and to see Rafi. It's like someone that like, I probably wouldn't have seen or talked to again the rest of my life. It was a good opportunity to like, talk to someone that I was somewhat friendly with. We weren't really like, close friends, but we were friendly, and to kind of like, hear what she went up to. So I'm excited to do that with more people from our class, especially um, people who we're not that close to, because I'm really interested in, in what people have learned the last 20 years. Yeah. I think what could be really good is telling everybody where this came from, where this idea came from to do a podcast. Go for it. (laughs) So I remember getting a text from you saying, Steve, I had a dream about you last night. (laughs) And I was like, okay, great. It's always a great text. (laughs) (laughs) Tell me more. But then just having you say, we were on a podcast Calling people from high school, talking to them about what they've learned the last 20 years. And I thought, that sounds cool. And then didn't text you back, I don't think. And then uh, I kept thinking about that. And so I would text you and be like, hey. And I think as soon as I gave you any kind of positive response, you were like, okay, I'm on it. You bought a freaking microphone. (laughs) And I've contacted so-and-so, and and we're going to do this, and I want to do this, and I'm testing the equipment right now. And then next thing I knew, here we are. So... uh, a lot of it is an excuse to spend time with you. It's like, I love, it's like, if any, any chance to, like, sit, sit with you and chat, and if we can, like, sit every week and have, like, a standing, like, hanging out at least for a little bit every Sunday or every time we record, I'm down. And then also, it's like, yeah, it was like, I remember having that dream, and in that dream, I was like, it was a little bit embarrassing because it was someone that we had talked, I don't remember who we were talking to in the dream, but it was someone that I had like either said something rude to or done something stupid around. And then just remember saying like, hey, like I was also like here listening to the person, but then also saying, hey, sorry about being dumb. And then they're like, yeah, no, no big deal. And they feel that making me feel really good. <laughs> <laughs> so really this podcast is about redemption. If we've, if we've, uh, any misdeeds. I just want to go around and say sorry to everybody. <laughs> are we good? 20 years later, are we okay? Yeah, and I right, thought good. that'll be a new segment. It's called Old Beef. Old if, beef. You, if we got beef with someone or if someone got beef with us, we'll hash out that old beef. 
There'll be a special segment in the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) That's awesome. But for the next couple episodes, I thought um, we'd put ourselves through the ringer. Uh, We'd talk about what we've learned, who we were, who we who we were in high school, what we've learned, and how we've learned it. So, you ready? I'm ready. All right, we'll start with you, Steve. Um, So, tell me about who you were in high school, especially how you saw yourself. You and I have been really close. We were close neighbors. But, and I have an idea of how I saw you. But I really do wonder, how, how did you see yourself when you, were, um, when you were in high school? Well, I know when I was in high school, I, I think I was, I was definitely a bit of a class clown. Like I just, I was always looking for a laugh. I was always trying to make a joke. I was always trying to look for a good time. I loved playing with our friends. I liked getting together with as many people as we could just to be around people. Um, I don't know how many people really know just my personal life, but I know I had a lot going on with my parents splitting up and my dad moving away to another state, my mom going through a big mental breakdown and, and she was trying to figure out how to raise us three kids. And so I got a lot of emotional and mental support from my network, like of my close friends and a lot of their parents. And I feel like in high school, I loved being around people. And I think I was especially lucky to have a lot of friends where I was just, I was close with their parents too. So like I, your parents were like second parents to me. Gus's parents were like second parents to me. But then like we talked with Rafi, going over to her house, her mom was just so kind to me. And I appreciated that. So I think just back at that time, I don't know that I was, I was not some overly confident kid, um, but I think that I masked a lot of that insecurity with trying to just have a good time, trying to be, you know, always either have a joke or just be around people and help other people feel good because I knew that that helped me in my own personal life. So I just tried to just look for a good time and try to help other people and in a way, it was, maybe it was more selfish. It was helping me work through a lot of hard things in my life. And then how's that changed? I mean, how do you see yourself now? So you saw yourself kind of, I don't want to say like a clown, but someone that you were in, in a way masking your, maybe how you felt, your stress, or yeah, any issues that you had at home, and then like with fun or with having, yeah, having a good time, doing fun things. But you, but at the same time, you had a lot of support from good um, adult like role models, right? So, so I'd say, how has it changed? Um, I think there's a lot more confidence there now. Uh, I had to, I had to learn a lot, and I think I've grown up a lot. Um, between then and now, there's been a lot of life experience. But even that said, a lot of those people that helped me 20 years ago. I'm still really close with them. I can still reach out to like scout leaders that I had and I still do talk to them. Like in the last few weeks, I've talked with several of them. I think the difference would be just learning how, learning how to set goals and then making plans to achieve goals. I think that I've learned how to execute and by being able to achieve different goals that I've set, it just brings confidence. But I, 
while I've added, maybe I'm more, I'm more responsible than I was when I was 16, which is yeah, hopefully most of us, I still, I try to find any reason I can to celebrate. Like, I know that you, and maybe you'll talk about this, but like, I wanted to celebrate you. When you got your master's and you are done with your master's program, I was like, man, that's a big accomplishment. I want to take you out to dinner or I want to smoke you some meat or I want to do something because life is, as we get older, it's full of... By the way, he was the only one of my friends that did that. Um, so everyone else is on notice. <laughs> he's, he's probably still accepting offers. <laughs> yeah, I did get it in 2020, but, you know, COVID, so... Yeah. Um, but I just, I just think life is short and a lot of times it's serious and we all have crap that we get to work through and I think that depression and anxiety and mental illness and a lot of that is very real and I've experienced a lot of that in my life and so I love to look for reasons to celebrate. I like to have parties, I like to just have a good time and shoot, you did that great thing, that's awesome. If my wife listens to this, this is a test. She is going to be 1 billion seconds old <laughs> on June 24th of this year. And so I'm going to celebrate. I told her I have a party coming for her birthday, and she's so confused because her birthday's not in June. Yeah. But I'm going to throw her over this big, huge 1 billion second old party. And uh, I just think those are the types of things that I, I like to celebrate people. I like to make people feel important because everybody deserves that. Everybody has a different story, and some people's stories are more or less exciting, but they deserve to be celebrated nonetheless. And I, if, if I get to be the person that does it, then awesome. So uh, I want to ask you a couple things. So, like, first, what put you on to, like, setting goals? Like, who's – you said you had good role models. Were they saying – like, pushing you, saying, like, you can, you can do better, you can do this, or, like – pushing you to start looking at your horizons on like what kind of goals you want to set, what you want to strive for. Uh, where do you think that came from? Uh, immediately, the first example comes to my mind, my grandpa. So my dad's dad, he called me one day. I was like, Stephen, I need to, I need to talk to you. I'm worried. And I was like, what are you worried about? I'm a good kid. What do you, what do you mean? And so he took me out to lunch. And he just said, I'm worried about you because you, you seem to start things and you don't finish them. It seems like as soon as something isn't hard or something is hard, it seems like as, as soon as you start something, if it gets hard, you quit. And he used the example, like, I think I went to the first one or maybe two days of football tryouts. Like I'd played little league football for four or five years. And then as soon as it was high school, I was like, oh crap, these kids are big. And I just didn't go. Um, and I think that was probably why I stuck with track for four years. Cause it's like my only real competition is myself. I'm not like on a team. I'm not, you know, like crashing into another body or trying to make a basketball shot over someone tall. And I, I wasn't like super great at those sports, but I could run fast. Or at least I thought I could. And so I picked some sport that was just me being able to do faster than my last time. Um, so him sitting me down and saying, Hey, I just noticed this and I worry about you and I want you to be able to work through hard things was my very first time in my life recognizing that and having somebody, you know, that's kind of a hard conversation, but that was what my grandpa did. Like he, he was willing to have those kinds of conversations. So from there, I was a regular teenager and I don't think I thought much of it at the time. But as I 
as I got older. I went on a two-year mission, went to Illinois. When I came back, I spent a lot more time with my grandparents, uh, especially with my grandpas. Like, I would just do things. I was there. I was there. Go for go for this. Go for that. I was the I was the the muscle for their weird projects that they wanted done. Um, but that grandpa was always still very supportive. My other grandpa was a dentist. And so he'd always say, Stephen, you got to be a dentist. And I'd be like, Grandpa, no. I'm going to go work at 103.5 The Arrow with John Carter in the morning. I'm going to be a radio DJ, and it's going to happen. Well, you're kind of like doing it now. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, right. John Carter, if you're listening. Uh, you can be our guest. A yeah. special bonus special. episode. <laughs> and I always joke and say now, like, being a dentist was my backup plan. I wanted to be on the radio, but uh, I just couldn't cut it, you know, for the radio. But I think that was just my first, you know, my first uh, reality check. Hey, you don't finish hard things. And I'd never had thought about that before because I think a lot, of, a lot of things in school, I think a reason I was able to act out a lot is because a lot of things came pretty easily. And so I was able to graduate from high school with decent grades without having to put forth a ton of effort. But that same effort wasn't going to get me through you know, my undergrad and getting into dental school. Like I had to do something different. That same effort wasn't going to pay for college. It wasn't going to help me. And so I had to grow up. I had to do things even when I didn't like them or even when it was hard. And so I think it was just it was a combination of things. But just having somebody that I know loves me and cares about me point that out made all the difference. That's great. You're... Both your grandpas were the were the best. I think your grandpa Richards was probably like didn't like me as much as your grandpa Roush, but <laughs> you broke his snowmobiles. <laughs> and then my other, <laughs> we got old beef, I guess, with him. Um, <laughs> um, my other question would be, um, how have Natalie and your two kids changed you? I want to say like, I mean, whenever we're together and. You know, I remember we got together a little bit ago and we were singing karaoke and the your kids were singing and just your face was like lit up. Like you're just like so happy to spend time with them, to see them sing, to see them have fun. And, um, you know, just now when you were talking about Natalie's one billionth, you're like, you look really excited. Like your face looks like, I know, I know you love her to death too, but how have your family, how have your wife, how do you feel they've changed you? Uh, that's a good question. It's helped me prioritize. If I was just some single guy, I would just work a lot, I think. I would work, I would pay off my student loans. Um, but instead, I they're my priority. They're my top priority. And so... I bought this dental practice, and for the first year, I didn't change anything, which meant I was working later days in the middle of the week. Um, and I, as soon as one year passed, I was like, nope, we're not doing that anymore. I'm going 7.30, we're done at 4. Because, and I had some patients that were like, hey, we like those later afternoons because I could bring my kids after school. And I told everybody, hygienists, assistants, front desk, everybody, like, you can tell them it's because I want to go coach my kids' soccer teams. I want to go to practice. I want to do things with my kids. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know, I'm giving up some money to do that, sure. But the stuff that I would be giving up is not worth the amount of money I would be making. And uh, 
I love my kids. They are so cute, and they bring me tons of joy, and they're also the biggest, like, pains in my neck, and it's like, oh my gosh, I want to, I don't know. <laughs> I, so they, they bring a lot of challenge, but it, I've grown a lot more being a dad. Getting married to Natalie changed me a lot as well, but she's awesome. She just puts up with a lot of my crap, and she makes me better. But being a dad really just forced me and caused me to, I can't mess up. I love these kids. I want to give them a lot of what I did not have. And I, I, my dad was not around after I was 12. I see him like twice a year. And my kids, I do never want them to have that. I want them to know, like, my dad was at every single practice. My dad was at every single game. He helped me practice my piano. He sang karaoke with me, singing these weird metal cover songs <laughs> of Disney Pokemon music. Pokemon or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, my kid loves freaking rock and roll, and he's six. And probably I shouldn't let him listen to some of the stuff he listens to. But, like, one day I told him to turn off some rock. And he was like... I broke him. He was like, Dad, do you, do, do you not like rock and roll anymore? I was like, no, buddy. I just can't listen to it all the time. But he, you know, my kids are just my little pals. And I just love them. They, they've softened me a ton. And I, I want to continue to be happy in my life. And I want them to be a part of that. And I want them to be able to be happy people. And so far, they, they are. That's great. So... Do we have any old beef you need to hash out? I don't think so. I know that you you won the what was that award for like growing a beard or like the girls had to not shave their legs for a little while. What was that uh, that one week that dance? You won the award. Had like the toilet. Seat oh yeah, 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 yeah. The uh, little Abner, Daisy May, uh, dog patch, dog patch, dog patch. It's like you beat me in that competition. I was like so <laughs> mad. Not really. I was just happy you won. So that's still my claim to fame. <laughs> that you can fit inside a dryer. Yeah, you can beat that. Uh, I don't think so. No. Do you have a, a fun memory you want to share? Man, I have a lot of memories with you. I think a fun memory would be you and I lived across the street from each other, mm -hmm. and so one day you and I decided, like, hey, let's make a can phone <laughs> from your house to my house. And so we like got coffee cans and a big yarn and connected it from our houses. And before we could test it, you got in huge trouble with your dad <laughs> and got grounded for like a week. <laughs> we never got to test uh, it. A lot of stuff ended with me getting in trouble with my dad. <laughs> it was probably for something like silly. I don't know. I remember you got in big trouble because like after track practice, you and I would go to the library, like the Sandy Library, to study like, just to do homework, have a quiet place to study. And your dad would be like, where have you been? You've been gone all day. <laughs> and uh, she's like, I was just trying to study, Dad. Um, Should have checked I, in. <laughs> I could go on and on. I could tell a million stories, but... All right, if you come up with a, another one, send a voice memo. And we'll drop them in at I'll the end of an episode. <laughs> just like tonight, we'll like drop in the um, Rafi's story that she sent in. Yes, I can... I'll... I'll I'll give people a few little gems. All right. Well, but this has been um, episode two of the Jordan High School 2004 podcast. 
if you'd like to be on the podcast or if you want to send a voice memo, reach out to us at jordanhigh2004podcast at gmail.com. You can listen, on, listen to us on Spotify, on SoundCloud. We are JHS2004. Um, don't, uh, don't ask me why I named them two different things, but we have on SoundCloud. <laughs> we are JHS2004. On Spotify, we're Jordan High 2004 Podcast, and soon we'll be on Google Podcast as soon as Google accepts, um, accepts our podcast. So thanks for listening. Thank you. Now listen to Rafi's story. To get back to you because our conversation just sparked this memory that I, <laughs> in my brain, um, of us going to D's. I don't know if you know, remember D's is this 24 hour um, diner. And we were there one time, and I think both of you decided to have a contest about who could balance the most forks on their body and, like, walk around the table. (laughs) And, yeah, long story short, I don't remember who won the contest, but both of you were, like, walking around this table with, like, 40 forks or something (laughs) balanced all all over your fingers and arms and face and everything and um, at one point somebody lost and like the forks went everywhere and I'm pretty sure we got kicked out of D's um so I just remember being like so nervous the whole time I was like oh my gosh we're gonna get kicked out and yeah we did um but I don't know if you guys remember doing that but that was just a funny memory that I thought of